O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Unto us the Christ is born. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now ever shall be world without end. Amen. Unto us the Christ is born. O come, let us worship him.
Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also is established, that it cannot be moved. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The Old Testament lesson for the Sunday after Christmas is written in the eleventh chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the first verse. A shoot will come out of the stock of Jesse, and a branch out of his roots will bear fruit. The Lord's Spirit will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by the sight of his eyes, neither decide by the hearing of his ears, but he will judge the poor with righteousness and decide with equity for the humble of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will kill the wicked. Righteousness will be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the fourth chapter of Galatians, beginning at the first verse. Brothers, I say that so long as the heir is a child, he is no different from a bondservant, though he is Lord of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the day appointed by the Father. So we also, when we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental principles of the world. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent out his Son, born to a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are children, God sent out the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a bondservant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. My heart is inditing a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, the Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When the days of their purification according to the law of Moses were fulfilled, the parents of Jesus brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, 
Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He came in the Spirit into the temple, when the parents brought in the child Jesus, that they might do concerning him according to the custom of the law. Then he received him into his arms, and blessed God, and said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light for revelation to the nations, and the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and his mother were marveling at the things which were spoken concerning him. And Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which is spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There is one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, and she had been a widow for about eighty-four years, who didn't depart from the temple, worshipping with fastings and petitions night and day. Coming up at that very hour, She gave thanks to the Lord, and spoke of him to all those who were looking for redemption in Jerusalem. When they had accomplished all things that were according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. The child was growing, and was becoming strong in spirit, being filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, full of grace and truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, full of grace and truth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When was the last time that you marveled at something? And I don't mean the last time that you were just surprised. Rather, when is the last time you saw or heard something that so filled you with wonder that all you could do was gaze at it? Where you were so filled with awe It took you days or weeks to contemplate or meditate on what it meant. For some, perhaps you would think back to your wedding day, when you first saw your beautiful bride coming down the aisle or your handsome groom waiting near the altar. That's a moment for many filled with wonder as God brings two lives together, where two people are giving themselves completely to each other, where each is called to sacrifice everything for one another. Or maybe for others, it's when your children were born. Where when you see your wife hold your newborn, you're awestruck. I know for me, I gaze at them for what felt like hours, taking it all in. 
how God had blessed the love of our marriage with this little bundle of joy that snuggled up against us, contemplating what it meant. Well, for me to be a father, for some of you, a mother. Or perhaps you're awestruck in more of the difficult times when a loved one dies. Maybe you're at their side, whether it be a spouse or a parent. They're there with you one moment, and then they're gone for the rest of your life the next moment. And what else can we do in that situation but gaze at the one who passed and contemplate what that means? Marriage, new life, and death, we've all experienced them. We've been awestruck by them. We've spent days, weeks, and years contemplating them. Maybe you think of other moments in your lives where you marveled. And today we hear that Joseph and Mary marveled at what Simeon said about the child Jesus. We can relate to what it feels like to marvel at something. But to understand why they marveled in this text, we'll need to hear and consider the words of Simeon. And it helps to consider those words with the psalm of our introit. So let's look at those together. As Simeon held our Lord, he prayed to the child, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Simeon represented all of Israel who waited 2,000 years for this consolation. The waiting went all the way back to Abraham. What Simeon held was the promise made to Abraham, the fulfilled promise that all nations would be blessed through Abraham's seed, and for Simeon, there he was. Simeon had been told by the Spirit that he'd see the Christ before death, so that however long that was between when the Spirit told him to when Simeon saw the Christ, Simeon got to be full of wonder at what it would mean to see the end of Israel's waiting. He got to meditate on what it meant to hold the Christ. He got to think about it, marvel at it, pray about it. And one of the psalms he very well may have prayed before meeting the Christ may have been this one, Psalm 93, a psalm which Israel prayed on the day before going to worship in the presence of God in which they prayed with Simeon, Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. The people of Israel prayed and confessed with this prayer that they together praised the only God who throughout their history time and again showed and confirmed that His word was true, that His promises were faithful. Today in our sanctuary, you'll see that it is adorned for Christmas because we're still in Christmas. It's adorned with a fully decorated tree, garland, lights, and candles. That's how Israel in this psalm described the house of the Lord as adorned with the holiness of the Lord's presence and adorned with the holiness of people's praise and thanksgiving and singing and preaching the word to the Lord. So just as our church is adorned for Christmas, so Israel saw the Lord's house as adorned with praise and holiness. So as Simeon prayed this psalm, he was ready on this day to meet his Lord. 
And consider how much Simeon must have marveled at this moment. There he stood in the Lord's temple made of brick. The Lord's temple, temple made of brick, which was the Lord's house adorned with the holiness of his presence. And now Simeon held in his hands the new temple of the Lord's house made of flesh and blood. This new temple of the Lord's house where the Lord's presence was incarnate. Simeon stood in the Lord's temple while holding the new Lord's temple. And remembering this, this psalm here, what could Simeon do except adorn both the old and new temples alike with the praise and thanksgiving of this Nuctaminus? The Spirit promised Simeon would see the Christ before death. And here Simeon sees the Lord's word again show itself trustworthy and true. The Lord kept his promise. And so now Simeon says he can die in peace because he knows the Lord's word is true. He knows that if the Lord was faithful to this small promise that he would see the Christ, that the Lord would also be faithful to the promise made to Abraham in this child. So Simeon continues praying, For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. Well, what is it that Simeon's eyes see? Well, consider what's prayed in Psalm 93. Your throne is established from of old, that is, your throne is established from the time of creation, you are from everlasting. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. That is, he's girded with strength and ready for war. Yes, the world is established by the Lord. It shall never be moved. Here in Simeon's hands was the flesh and blood of him through whom all things were created. Here was he who was an infant yet also was from eternity. Here was he who was dependent on his mother, and yet who in, who in creating everything established his throne on high. This child whom Simeon held in his hands was seen by Moses in the Old Testament. This is who Moses talked with face to face. This child was seen by Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel there in heaven fully vested in glory and majesty. When they saw this sight of the Lord vested in majesty and glory, they trembled because such majesty and glory demands reverence from every creature in his midst. This glory and majesty is what the apostles saw just a glimpse of on the Mount of Transfiguration. A glory and majesty which, when seen, far surpasses that of any human ruler or king. What Simeon held in his hands was the, was the majestic divine king who established the earth. This is he who established day and night, all four seasons, who established cold and hot, planting and harvest. This is he who so established the earth in this way that no man or devil can ever shake it or change its course. Simeon's eyes see that the child he holds is this majestic son of God. But he also sees one more thing. 
He sees that this incarnate Son of God has come in humility, has hidden His majesty. That in humility, this incarnate Son of God has come girded as a warrior in the strength of God Almighty, who has come to fight for us. Here in this child is the strength of God prepared in the presence of all peoples, come to establish His kingdom, to establish His church. Here in this child is the divine warrior come to establish His kingdom not just in Bethlehem or Jerusalem or Judea, but the whole world over, wherever the church is found. And so after Simeon sings about what he sees, he finishes by telling Mary, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts from any hearts may be revealed. What made Joseph and Mary marvel was that Simeon revealed to them what it meant that this child is the God of the Old Testament. Again, from the psalm, it says, The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring, mightier than the thunders of many waters. Mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. This is describing almost everything the Lord did in the Old Testament. In the beginning, as the waters crash in the chaotic void and dark abyss, there was this Word, the Son of God, creating and ordering all things and giving life where there was nothing. And later, as sin covered the earth, it was this same word of God that caused waters to burst up from the ground and the windows of heaven to open, letting the flood waters rise even above the mountaintops. And as the floods crashed and roared and all life on earth perished, here was this Lord Almighty high on His throne, closing up the ark, sealing it, and in those waters delivering eight souls for the sake of His promise of salvation in the seed of the woman. And later on, as Pharaoh raged with malice and hatred against God's people at His name, there was the Son of God bringing vengeance upon Egypt in the night. And later, as Pharaoh sent his army and the earth quaked and roared at the horse's hooves, there was the Son of God leading His people in a cloud through parted waters. And there was the Almighty Lord above the waters, crushing His enemies and delivering His people in the Passover, delivering them from slavery to freedom. Also that the promise of the Messiah made to Abraham might come through this very people in those very waters. This is what made Mary and Joseph marvel. Because this child was that God. And what made Mary marvel all the more is that she would suffer with Him. She would see His next great act of deliverance. Because here, born to Mary, in this little child, was God incarnate come into the chaotic and dark world of sin to give life where there was only death. As the devil in tyranny raged against mankind with malice and hatred, here the Son of God came with vengeance to defeat our enemies. 
to defeat our sin. He took our sin into his flesh and became sin himself on the cross. To defeat a prideful world, he came in the lowest humility. To defeat the devil who reigned with the weapon of death, here Christ came to die. Our Lord revealed the strength of God Almighty as he established his throne on the cross of Calvary, where he sat on high in all of God's might. There he sat with the sin of the world on his shoulders, becoming sin for us. There the waves of blasphemy from mankind crashed against him. There the earth quaked and roared as the devil and his demonic army thought they could attack the Son of God in the moment of his weakness. There the flood of the Father's wrath crested and submerged him. There the Son of God incarnate revealed his majesty by breathing his last and paying the price for all sin. There the Son of God revealed the strength of God Almighty by taking the devil's weapon of death and crushing the serpent's head with it. It's on the cross where the Lord Almighty sits on high, crushing his enemies with the water and blood pouring out of his side. And he does this so that we, his people, may pass over from death to life on dry ground, never having to be touched by the Father's wrath. So that the promise of the Messiah made to Abraham may be fulfilled, so that by his seed all families of the earth may be blessed, blessed in the waters, making us the baptized God's own. Simeon sang this Nuctaminus, and he revealed who this Christ child was and what he would be. And that's what made Joseph and Mary marvel. Simeon sang this song revealing who the Christ is so that we also might marvel. When you walk past the font, you have the chance there to cross yourselves and marvel that in those mighty waters, the mightier Lord in those waters made you His own, sealed you in the ark of His church, put you in His body, delivered you in those waters. Marvel as you walk past that font how in those waters He has enthroned Himself in your heart. And when you come to the supper, Marvel that the same flesh and blood which Simeon held in his hands is the same flesh and blood that you will hold and that you will partake of. Marvel that at this altar the bread you receive is the flesh of Him through whom all things were created. This is the flesh of Him who brought the flood, who defeated the Pharaoh, who conquered sin, death, and the devil you have a chance to marvel at this altar that you receive the blood of Him who is majestic, who is the strength of the Lord, who is righteousness. And as you eat and drink, His majesty, His strength, His righteousness, His holiness, His life also becomes yours. So let us today Hold the Lord in our hands and partake with Him of our mouths and sing with Simeon. And let us marvel with Joseph and Mary at the flesh and blood of our Lord.
Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may be made to abound in good works. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake. Comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time.
Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishment, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.